BBC Radio Nottingham. So you know what it's like when you're lying there in bed at night, you're trying to get to sleep, you just can't th stop thinking about, I don't know, something that happened earlier in the day. Maybe words you had with your other half just keeps going round and round and round in your head. Maybe, maybe you're watching a good film, but that little thing pops into your mind and that that's just starts going around and around and around you want to clear your mind but you can't stop over analyzing overthinking everything so what to do about this let's find out with stephanie jeans who is a counselor counselor from wilford we're not going all political again hello <laughs> hello there mark so what do we mean by overthinking so people who overthink we all get anxious about things we all have responsibilities that we might sort of take on board but the person who overthinks takes it that next step they start to catastrophize they tend to only be able to see what is negative so if i did a rubbish presentation at work my boss didn't like it he's going to fire me i can't pay the mortgage i'm going to end up homeless everything goes to the far far extreme and very often there's no logical evidence that things are going to go so badly wrong. So it starts to shrink somebody's world entirely. Um, it impacts relationships. It starts to lead to negative associations with places, with people, with scenarios so that you start to avoid these things. And so it just develops and gets worse and worse. It becomes crippling and torturous mm. and it's horrific for a person some of those things sound pretty serious you know the prospect of yes. losing one's house for yes. instance i understand that but the worrying the overthinking about less important things is that something quite new i think there are various reasons why somebody would get to that point so it can be um new as in We've all spoken about how the world is changing, social media, the pressures we under to try and be perfect and everyone else's life looks that much better. They've got a better house, better car, better job, better relationship. And so we are under that sort of pressure. And so that becomes cumulative. It can also be how we've grown up. Some people will say, yeah, there was one side of my family who were always worrying. And so we model on that. We could also have reached this point because a specific trauma might have happened. So the seed has been planted and every time we hear a similar sound that went with it or a place or something, so it grows and we water that seed and we have that negative association. So various reasons. But how much of this is about the modern world, I wonder? I think maybe people are more able to talk about it and to share about it. I think the modern world puts, you know, enormous pressures on people. But I guess through time, people have had different things to worry about. It's just maybe we're more aware. But I think the thing is people are embarrassed by it or they're ashamed of it. Um, they're struggling to control their fears. People don't want to admit they're scared. And a lot of this behavior and overthinking is about threat, perceived threat. And so we try and manage it, and that's when things can get worse or people start to bring in, let's say, compulsive behaviours, anything to sort of try and minimise the threat. And people who are overthinking tend to be hyper-aroused, hyper-vigilant. They're always looking around for some threat. And in that, it just becomes, yeah, something that they can't... Some people, clients will say to me things like, I wish I could just drill a hole in my head 
and just release this pressure, all this negative thinking, because it overwhelms. So the key question really is, what on earth can we do about it? So you can be helped. There are different forms of therapies that are out there. You can go to your GP. The thing is, you can be helped. One of the main things that I would do with clients is when we are overthinking, catastrophizing, we are emotionally unstable. In the same way, if we were dizzy, we'd be physically unstable. So you need to ground yourself. Anxious thinking is all about what's going to happen, what's in the future. So we need to focus on the here and now. And that's where things like grounding and mindfulness come in. So I spend time also helping a client to understand the mind-body connect. Because when we go into this fight, flight or freeze situation, the amygdala, this sort of reptilian instinctive part of our brain takes over. And you've heard that term where we flip our lid. When that takes over, so, oh, I'm just about to be hit by a bus. You don't even think you jump out the way. We're not thinking it happens. And so our heart races, we breathe, you know, more heavily. But in that moment, we're not thinking. The thinking part of our brain, that connection is severed. So people need to be grounded. Breathe, breathe out twice as long as you breathe in. Feel notice things around you, objects, what you're wearing, what somebody else is doing, focus on things. So that's one of the mm. approaches that you would have. All right. Some good techniques in there already. Mm. Want to find out more? You get in touch with someone like Stephanie. Good to see you again. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. It's BB I'd sleep well at night, by the way. It's BBC Radio Nottingham. What do you get up to in the morning? This morning you heard about a new test for Down syndrome and whether it might lead to a world without Downs. One mum described getting the news that her baby had the condition was like being told her daughter was dead. And with Goose Fair getting underway, you heard about Karen who's bringing her daughter all...